is secularism making us dumber as a society? You may know how I'm going to answer that question, but you'll also have to listen to the headlines that we jump in today as we look at how the left is responding to Roe v. Wade and that there are people protesting outside the private residences of Supreme Court justices. So we'll talk about that, and then we'll also jump into something just in time for what we just celebrated, Mother's Day. We'll look at a woman who wrote a book about murdering her husband and then murdered her husband. So I'll give you some advice, ladies, so you'll need to stick around for that. And then we'll also look at Winston Marshall of Mumford & Sons, a musician who was canceled, how he dealt with that and how he's dealing with that now. I think there's some interesting things that you want to hear that he has to say about that whole endeavor. And then finally, we'll look at the one, the only Jen Hatmaker in our final segment, and we'll see how she does the mental gymnastics as a supposed Christian of endorsing abortion. So we'll jump into that and more all in today's show. Hey, thanks so much for watching the show today. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And if you haven't done so already, what are you waiting on? Procrastination is ultimately going to be the death of you. You need to go over and give us a five-star review if you're watching on Apple or even on Spotify. Uh, give us a five-star rating and uh, let us know what you think about the show. We'd be very appreciative of that. Um, I hope you had a great Mother's Day. I hope that... Uh, you ladies got the care and the love that you do truly deserve. It never escapes me on Mother's Day that eventually Father's Day is going to come around. And then I, what I do is I call that like Mother's Day part two, because actually it's, uh, it's really fathers uh, deserve a lot of credit and we desperately need fathers. But I mean, come on. Uh, the women of our home, a lot of guys know it, are just really the backbone of our of our homes, and they deserve a lot of recognition and attention, especially because some of them are still trying to raise their husbands along with their kids. So full-time job for sure, so happy Mother's Day. I know it's a little belated, but hope you had a good time celebrating over the weekend. Now, we've got some really, really great stuff to jump into today, but I want to make sure to quickly say uh, that this show is sponsored by our friends over at the Kevin Blair team and the mortgage company Element Funding. So if you have any mortgage needs, what are you waiting on? The Fed has already promised seven hikes before the end of the year. Seven hikes. Thanks so much, Joe. Uh, and and what we've already seen is there is no bottom to the floor of Joe Biden's presidency. So who knows if it's even going to be more than that. But suffice to say, interest rates are going up. So now you need to jump on the bandwagon of purchasing a home for your family before they go even higher. Uh, so what you want to do is you want to go to kevinblairteam.com right now. Get pre-qualified for a home. You can even get pre-qualified for refinancing your home before those interest rates go up. And who knows when they're going to go back down. Probably 2024 and then to that before that happens. Just a little prophecy for you folks. But nonetheless, uh, what are you waiting on? It's time to go now. So go check them out today and make sure to get a great rate while you can. And then if you do, make sure to let them know that Indie Thinker sent you. I'll never forget collecting water one time um, as a pastor of a church in Cincinnati. Uh, people were affected by a flood, and so we were collecting water and other things like non-perishable food items and, and the like and other goods for people. And we were posting about this, and we got about 15 likes um, just to let, you know, we were posting to let people know that we were there. And while we were there, LL Cool J showed up, right? Cool. I, I get it. Uh, he's looking at some property. And so while he's there, he drops some money and, um, and lets us take some selfies. We pay, post those. And within 10 minutes, we get like 200 likes. And remember, 15 before. So I get it. We have a celebrity-obsessed culture. 
and they'll like pictures like that. And then on Instagram, you know, just food for thought here, the most liked picture next to the second most liked picture, which is a picture of Kylie Jenner's butt, the most liked picture is a picture of a farm fresh egg. And that is the most liked picture in all of Instagram, sitting at something like 50 million likes, I can't even remember, but it's just a reminder that the dumbest things get all the attention on social media while the most valuable and important things are placed to the side. And could it be that as our nation drifts away from biblical Christianity that this is what we can expect in AIM content that racks up likes and hearts by the thousands and by the millions? And by the way, that's rhetorical because the answer is yes, we can come to expect this kind of ridiculousness. For all the value that social media can bring to us, in general, we are becoming way less decent as a secular people. Uh, case in point, over Mother's Day weekend, of all things, a pregnancy center in Wisconsin was burned by protesters over the decision of the Supreme Court to potentially overturn Roe v. Wade. And protesters showed up at the private residences of the Supreme Court justices in an attempt to state an insurrectionist-style uh, protest to try to dissuade these guys from making a decision on Roe v. Wade that they don't like. So here's a little bit of those protesters at the, uh, at the homes of these justices. Chevy Chase, Maryland, to make one thing clear. You don't get to take away my bodily autonomy and enjoy your Saturday night at home. You can do one or the other. First stop, Justice Brett Kavanaugh's home, where they were greeted by Montgomery County police officers. Then they headed over to Chief Justice John Roberts' residence with a similar message. All right, so these protests outside the, the house of Supreme Court justices were followed by a tweet that went viral by a guy named JDG Trannon. And it, he said this, if Kavanaugh doesn't like the pro-abortion protest outside his house, he can simply drive or relocate to a different state, right? So to this genius man, Josh, he does have a point. Sure, what's happening outside the homes of these justices do not yet break any laws. Although the question is not really one about the legality of what they're doing. Um, besides, it also feels a little bit insurrection-y, doesn't it? And if the shoe was on the other foot and the media we're covering this kind of stuff as they should, don't you think they'd be flipping out and the supposed fascist right wing would get charged for something? So these people can do this outside these guys' house, but it doesn't make it right. There's all sorts of things that are legal, but you are a scumbag if you do them. But honestly, it's not surprising that this kind of behavior online gets liked by people because, I mean, at least in the Roe v. Wade case, we're talking about people who believe in dismembering children in, in the womb. So, you know, no wonder they think it's perfectly decent behavior to go outside of Supreme Court justices' homes. But beyond the insanity of social media and beyond the indecency of people in society, maybe there's kind of a third point underneath all of this that's Really, the point, I guess, at the end of the day is that as we become more secular, we are getting stupider. And by secularism, I mean the removal of faith from the public square. As we move further from it, are we not, are we not becoming a little bit denser? I have to make this quick, so forgive me for the succinctness. Um, but, but is reality caused or uncaused? Do laws like the law of motion and law of gravity appear from nothing? Is the fact that our planet is in a privileged position to maintain life really just an accident? 
If we find that there may be some rationality behind the things that we see every single day, we may have to make an obvious and very clear conclusion that people don't want to admit to, and that is that there is a creator behind the creation. And to deny that ultimately looks like mental suicide. It takes more faith to be an atheist than it does to be a Christian. So that's why I say secularism is making us dumber. Now, I could go further than that, but suffice to say, perhaps some of what we're seeing as a society is an indication that as we move further from religious ideas and institutions, that actually what is happening is, is that we're becoming less smart. All right, so I'm gonna prove that today as we jump into some of our headlines. So let's do that now. So Democrats are mad that Roe v. Wade and more importantly, Casey, which is really the more important of the two, but doesn't get as much, much hype just because Roe v. Wade has a little bit more public eye. Uh, Democrats are mad because that could be overturned by the Supreme Court. And as you saw in the clip I showed earlier, are protesting outside the private residences of Supreme Court justices. Um, so I, I have a I have a thought here, and it will roll into kind of the responses that the left is is kind of throwing out there as a result of this Roe v. Wade thing. So my thought is is that you can either be evil or you can just be dumb. And I, I give too much credit to the people I'm about to show you to just say that they're purely dumb. Now, some of them may be, because we're gonna show some people on The View, um, one in particular, and, and so there may be room for that. Um, but I think the, the other is the, the other kind of solution there is way more feasible that, that these people are just, just evil because what this actually is, is a political attempt to try to, this is kind of like magic sleight of hand, like don't look at what I'm doing over here, just look at this hand. Uh, so what they don't want you to see is all of the horrible policies of the left that have just absolutely riddled this country uh, with bullet holes, metaphorically. Um, that, that have happened under the Biden administration. So don't look at how bad we are at this. We want you to get mad because when you're a mad and emotional, you don't think clearly about stuff. And so I think this is all for purely political gain. And then I can only implore, more than likely you agree with me if you're watching this show, but, but my hope is, is that I'm also reaching people who don't, and I know that I do. Um, so for that reason, I would just, I would encourage you to think clearly about what we're about to, to show you because what I'm gonna show you is I'm gonna show you arguments coming from the left right now. And then on the, on the, in the background, I want you to think about the pro-life argument that I'm gonna, gonna share with you right now. So let's first jump into our esteemable, inimitable Kamala Harris doing her best Greta Thunberg impression. So here's her doing that. The use of the law against women. Well, we say, how dare they? How dare they tell a woman what she can do and cannot do with her own body? How dare they? How dare they try to stop her from determining her own future? How dare they? All right, so I, first of all, two things. One, I think the fact that she's standing up there talking about women's rights, but she won't even credit Greta Thunberg for the impression I, I think she just, I mean, she's stealing material from other women and not crediting them. So there's that. But then the second thing is this. She's making a statement of moral indignation. Now I'm going to get into this in just a moment. But moral indignation about, the, about not being able to abort your baby. Forgive me if that doesn't seem hypocritical. And, and the rage, right? The rage you will see seeping through all of this. So you just saw it from Kamala, but now here 
is Grandma Warren giving her best Karen impression, showing how outraged she is that uh, that people will not be able to abort their babies. So here's that. I've never seen you so angry. You seem to be. This is what the Republicans have been working toward this day for decades. They have been out there plotting, carefully cultivating these Supreme Court justices so they could have a majority on the bench who would accomplish something that the majority of Americans do not want. 69% of people across this country, across this country, red states and blue states, old people and young people, want Roe versus Wade to maintain We don't want to dismember children in the womb, ma'am. We, we, no, we are not and going to stand for dismembering 3,000 children in the womb every single day. And anybody, I don't care what type of leader. Okay, so she's really mad there, really worked up, but I love that the slightest little pushback comes and then Liz Warren beelines out of there. So you heard the guy in the background saying, lady, you want to dismember children in the womb? And then so she chirps back a little bit, but, but of course she's not going to give a substantive argument to the fact that she's angry that women can't do this, when in fact the opposite should be the case. But it doesn't stop Whoopi also from being really, really irate about about this issue as well. So here's Whoopi on The View showing just how angry she is about the human rights of women. This law came about because people wanted people to have somewhere safe and somewhere clean. It has nothing to do with your religion. This is not a religious issue. This is a human issue. If you care about me as a, as a human being, all right, so Whoopi there has given us just gold, uh, not to mention, you know, the hypocrisy of her whole COVID thing. People telling me what to do with my mask, like you were the one telling people what to do with their mask. Um, and you were the one telling people, go get your vaccine. Uh, so you were the one that was telling people what to do with their body. And so now people can't tell you what to do with your body. Anyway, push that to one side, uh, because at the end of their uh, statement, she says this, this is not a religious issue. This is a human, uh, this is a human issue. Well, actually, this is exactly what the pro-life community believes. We believe this is a human issue because we believe the baby in your belly is a human. We'll roll back to the religion thing, but before we do that, just one more. So here's Anna Kasparian on the Young Turks. I mean, you know what you expect from these guys, but here's her yelling at the camera. We don't even have paid family leave. We don't even have affordable childcare in this freaking country. Okay, and the people who fight against those kinds of laws are Republicans. And yet, what do you want them to do with their kids when they have to go to work? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? I want them to answer that freaking question. Answer the question. Journalists, ask them the question. Ask them. Ask them. Okay, take a chill pill. One second. Take a breath and a drink of water. And I will tell you what you can do when you have to go to work. Or better yet, what you, what you shouldn't do. You shouldn't snuff out your baby's life just because it's difficult for you to go to work, all right? There's a lot of options that you have that shouldn't be on the table. But the reason she's even saying this ridiculous statement and going unhinged is because I, I would argue that we are becoming a little bit more dense up here because of secularism. And here's what I mean by that. We've a, there's, a, there's an ideology that, that all of this belies, that's underneath everything that was just said by, by these leftists. And it is, it is the idea of materialism. It's the idea that just because you cannot see it, then it must not be real. That, that's essentially what materialism says. And materialism keeps us 
praising material wealth and material goods over and above the things that we know, now here's the key, that we know are truly more important. You'll never convince anybody that there is a tangible way that you can truly express the love, um, truly express in a tangible way the love that happens between a parent and a child. There's just something deeply embedded in the soul of a human being. It's, it's not something that you can explain. You can't say it in words. You can try to show it in actions, but even that doesn't do it. You can try to write it down on paper, but it's, it is not material as it were. It's something that's deeply spiritual actually. And there's many other things like this. And if we'll think about it, actually the most important things in life are not material. And so here's why it's not only mentally suicidal, it's just dumb to buy into the idea of materialism, that there is no spiritual world, that there is no uh, things that, uh, that you can, you know, outside of the scientific laboratory that you, can, that you can prove with the scientific method. Of course, love is the greatest thing on the planet, but it is not something that can be studied and identified in a lab because it's not material. And this is why it's absolutely foolish to buy into some of the ideologies that we heard. Not to mention, let me just side note for a moment. Um, well, let me, before I side note, let me just say, so this is, there is a religious ideology that, that is helpful in us understanding, yes, that abortion is a problem. So it's not about whether you go to hell for aborting a baby. Like that's, that's just Whoopi being insane and just yelling at the camera. No, but, but it is this reality that there is no such thing as object, objective moral values without religion. So this is where we get the insane idea that it's okay to dispatch with your baby when it becomes inconvenient. That is because we are getting rid of religious ideas and saying they have no place when it comes to this issue. Of course they do. And it's made us perfectly illogical when we don't apply that. But I can go further. So the side note here is this, is that you don't even have to make a religious argument for any of this. We can make rational arguments and scientific arguments. So rational, so they say the, the, the baby in your womb is just a fetus. Well, what is a fetus except just a stage of life? That's like saying that's a middle-aged man. It's just a different stage of life, but it's still, a, it's still a baby. You know why? Because it's alive and it's a human being. It's alive because it can only be one of three things. It could be inanimate, it could be dead or it can be alive. Which of the three is a baby in the womb? Of course it's alive. Now, is it a human being? Instead of the like the euphemistic things that we say, well, that's just a fetus or a clump of cell. Is it a baby that's in, in your body? Well, human beings, when they come together, you know, a mommy and a daddy, when they love each other, birds and the bees conversation, when they have sex um, and they come together, you know what they produce? They produce human beings. In fact, when a man and a woman have come together to have sex and produced offspring, they have never once not produced a human being. It's always a human being. But, but more importantly, the, the scientific side of things here, so there's a rationality to it, but the scientific side here is that the vast majority of women, when they have an ultrasound or they hear their baby's heartbeat um, and, and they see that baby or they feel that baby kicking for the first time, the, when they actually see it through an ultrasound, women are way less likely, families are way less likely to abort the child in their womb because they're seeing scientific proof right in front of their face beyond the talking points and beyond the agendas uh, that, that, that that's, a, that's a life inside of your womb. And for that reason, it seems insane to rail against the rationality and the science, not to mention the morality of, of a baby in the womb. And so I think we can all agree, love is the most important thing on the planet, but love is not something that is material 
as, as it were. It's something that is much more deeply embedded in the human heart. It's spiritual. Um, but but who, would, who would argue, whether you're Christian or not, that the most important things in this world are not necessarily the things that you can define and write out on paper, but the, the things that are felt inside, deeply inside the, the human heart. Um, and speaking of the human heart, I know, ladies, sometimes your husbands make you mad, but honestly. All right, so we've got this headline about an author <laughs> who wrote a book about murdering her husband and then murdered her husband. All right, so according to Fox News, the Oregon romance novelist who authored the fiction work How to Murder Your Husband is who is accused of killing her husband. It goes on to say, according to the Multnomah County Senior Deputy District Attorney Sean Overstreet, Nancy Compton Brophy, who is the woman accused of killing her husband, allegedly went into detail about the shooting with an inmate who she was living with, according to Oregon Live. Now... I just love this because I think this is a perfect summation of, of, of Mother's Day. And um, I just, I got to be really quick about this one and just tell you that, um, look, ladies, I know that your husband can be very frustrating at times. I know that uh, they can be high maintenance and you're the ones who are often being accused of high maintenance. But, but just please, please, please remember, remember this simple plea. Is it really worth it? I mean, come on, you're gonna spend the rest of your life in jail for killing this guy. Did, just, just please think about it for all of our sakes. All right, let's go on to our final headline uh, where we look at Winston Marshall, who is the former banjoist of the group Mumford & Sons. Now, I don't know anything about Mumford & Sons and not really into that kind of folksy music, uh, but, uh, but I am kind of into the idea that People want to express that cancel culture doesn't exist or that it's just accountability culture. So how are we truly holding people accountable and what's going on that deserves the cancellation of some people in society today? Um, so let's look at Winston Marshall, what he actually said on Twitter that got him canceled because you would think to yourself, no, uh, at least I've heard of Mumford & Sons, don't know any of their music, but I've heard of the group. So prominent group, prominent music group, very successful, and this guy, um, is no longer able to be in the band because of the intense harassment he got. You would think to yourself that this guy probably said something, you know, he, he got the phobic on him, right? Islamophobic, homophobic, transphobic, uh, some type of phobic. Maybe he said something racist. Uh, you know, he got some type of ism. Uh, but, but here's what he actually said. Congratulations at Andy No. Finally had time to read your important book, You're a Brave Man. That's it. Now I know some of you are asking the question, what book is he talking about? Well, he's talking about the book written by journalist Andy No, who has written prolifically about Antifa. And in his book, Unmasked, he goes into detail about the way Antifa works and his reporting in Portland and what he saw of Antifa on the ground. And so this is what Marshall was saying, is that I read the book and I thought it was very important and you're a brave man. And so for the record, I would say Andy No is brave because he is speaking about a group of people who did this to him. Yo, yo!
So Andy Ngo wrote a book about Antifa and how they're trying to undermine or destroy America from, from within, all right? Now, you can agree, you can disagree, but um, as a result of Winston Marshall just saying that he liked the book, he, quote, lost a lot of friends and was, quote, condemned by other artists following his controversial 2021 tweets that led him to exit from the popular rock band. Now, I thought we were living in America, but forgive me, I forgot we were in the fascist democratic dictatorship of, uh, of the Biden administration. And as a result of that, we can no longer say that we liked a book anymore. So who are the book burners after all? Of course, we know the answer here is that the people on the right want to censor certain material for kids of certain ages. And of course, we know the left wants to censor anything that they don't like. And so at the end of the day, I get it too. You're like, famous rock musician, wasn't able to uh, continue on with the band. Are we supposed to cry crocodile tears for this guy? No, but, but here's what I would say. At the end of this article, Marshall goes on to relay the fact that his soul feels free and he is no longer worried about the things that kind of accompany his celebrity. Uh, and so he's actually praising the fact that he gets to make a beeline out of the mainstream culture because it's gone so insane. Uh, so now he's actually able to live again a, a seemingly normal and meaningful life that he's no longer in, in, in the public, public eye. So I think that just goes back to this point. It, bel it belies this ideology that what's happening in the mainstream culture today is absolutely not only leftist, but absolutely self-defeating. And as I've tried to illustrate throughout the show today, just stupid. Like, is, like, let the guy like whatever book he wants to. Who cares? I mean, we used to live in a society where we didn't care if another person liked another book. Like, where we actually had enough of a life on our own that we picked up a book of our own and didn't care what our neighbor was reading. But I digress. Nonetheless, let's jump into our final segment. So Jen Hatmaker, who is a self-deceived and self-professed Christian, uh, voiced her support for abortion recently and called opposition to abortion actually political theater. So let me just lay this out here for those who don't know. Who is Jen Hatmaker? Well, think your aunt that is divorced, probably multiple times, one or two times, um, and at night drinks wine and sits with her cats and then posts about it as though anybody cares. That's, that's simply Jen Hatmaker and then throw her in the midst of kind of like Christian deconstruction subculture and, uh, and then it gets even worse, right? Okay, so that's, that's Jen Hatmaker uh, in a sense, but uh, she's earned for herself a lot of attention for being a deconstructionist, which is just simply somebody who used to be of the faith but is now trying to uh, deconstruct the faith or pull the faith apart uh, to try to make it coherent. But I think we all know, and I think there's an argument to say that actually deconstructionists are really just practicing idolatry. What they're simply doing is taking out the parts they don't like and replacing it with parts they do like, which is makes it no longer Christianity. But needless to say, uh, we see that here with Jen Hatmaker in her comments on abortion. So she said this in this Christian Post article. She said, quote, making abortion illegal doesn't lower abortion rates. Well, here's what I can tell you. 
it's worth a shot, right? <laughs> let's, let's just try it and find out, Jen. Uh, I mean, 60 million abortions since Roe v. Wade uh, was, was made the law of the land. So I, I think we, we could at least just, you know, long shot out there and just say, hey, let's turn it over to a state's issue when and where, by the way, there will certainly be states that are blue that are going to allow abortion in all sorts of literally ungodly uh, uh, time frames up to and beyond even birth. Uh, this is what is happening in California right now with AB 2223. Look it up yourself. So it's not eliminating abortion, but but I think what we will find is that when red states inevitably um, really severely restrict or outlaw abortion in those states, that perhaps we might see a couple few fewer ab abortions. Just wild guess, but that's just me. And we say our society is not getting dumber. But back to the kind of overall uh, assertion here that, uh, that Christian Republicans are practicing political theater or Christian conservatives, or, or let's even put it bro more broadly, anybody who's pro-life, uh, they're practicing political theater because, quote, if this rabid energy were genuine, it would come backed with the staunchest advocacy for free birth control, comprehensive sex ed, maternal health care, and paid maternity leave. So let me get this right. If we don't give you your social programs, ultimately what's going to happen is you're going to hold your baby in the womb hostage and say, I'm going to kill this baby if you don't give me paid maternity leave. Um, there may be an, uh, you know, a place for robust conversation about this, but it's not actually in the abortion debate. Uh, because you don't get to kill your baby just because you, you want maternity leave or paid health care or comprehensive sex ed. And let's just focus on the comprehensive sex ed for a moment. So I'm going to kill my baby is the argument here. Um, I, and, and if you don't like that language, because my wife doesn't like it when I say that, so I'm gonna be a little bit more sensitive here. Um, we abort the children in our womb, which essentially ends the life of a baby in the womb. We do that if you don't give us comprehensive sex education. Now, here's the question here. I'm just going to throw one out there. I know this is wild-eyed, but do we really need comprehensive sex education? Like, I don't think we should be teaching sex education at all in schools, uh, much less comprehensive sex education. Now, maybe the better debate would be, do we have moms, or uh, more importantly, I guess, I think, because I think dads are the ones who should be having these conversations, do we have dads, fathers in the home, who are having these conversations with kids. No, why? Because we are letting the state do that for us and take over our childcare responsibilities as, as parents. So comprehensive sex education is actually probably the problem more so than anything thing else. I know you thought I was gonna make a religious argument against comprehensive sex education. No, I'm just, I'm just telling you that I don't need my trans furry uh, third grade teacher wearing a dress and that has a beard telling my you know, teaching my kid about comprehensive sex education. Sorry, don't, don't need that. Um, and by the way, if we're talking about abortions here, it doesn't take comprehensive sex education for this one, guys. Um, it's just a real simple fact here. Men, women, birds and the bees, when they come together um, and they really, really like each other, they end up having babies. That's, that's the thing here. So yeah, if you, if you want to teach that in school, when boys and girls have sex 
and you're of the appropriate age, you can start producing children. Yeah, let's start, let's start reminding ourselves of that and then maybe start practicing it a little bit less when kids are not supposed to be doing these kind of things because they don't have the mental or mat uh, mature capacity to actually be taking care of kids. But again, we don't need comprehensive sex education for, for that, do we? And so for that reason, I just have to say to today, Jen Hatmaker, not today. And by the way, abortion, not today or ever. Thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. We'll catch you next time. You can catch brand new episodes of Indie Thinker with Reed Uberman every Monday and weekly bonus episodes to keep you thinking throughout the week. But you have to subscribe and click the bell to be notified when new episodes drop. If you enjoy this content, make sure to like this video and share it with friends.